It's time to take a look at the current issue of Take a Break magazine. I'm delighted to be joined by the lovely Sean Gregory. Hello, you. Hello, Jill. Oh, do you know something? We just got lost in a moment there, didn't we? Off air during that song because we're talking about your wedding, which is seven weeks tomorrow. Yes, I can't believe it. We did get lost in a moment. We're like, who's doing your hair? Who's doing your makeup? And then someone was like, 10 seconds. Was, no, <laughs> I've got stuff to say. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> Look, can we put the show on hold for an hour? Because we're talking wedding stuff. Yes, I wish I could put my life on hold, work, <laughs> everything, just to talk about this. Oh, it's so exciting though, isn't it? I mean, honestly, it's going to fly by, absolutely fly by. Yay. I am a bit worried though, Jill. Why? About what I'll do afterwards, you know, because when you've been building up to something for so long and you're so excited and then there's the honeymoon to keep you going afterwards and then what? Well, do you know something? People said to me, you know, oh, you'll have a huge post-wedding crash and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, that's nice of you to say. Thank you very much. i tell you something, Sean. <laughs> I swear to God, I was just so delighted at being married and taking on a new name and, you know, introducing people to my husband oh. and, you know, all that kind of stuff that um, we actually left our honeymoon for, for maybe, oh, three, four... Uh, actually longer we went we got married in march and then had our honeymoon in july right so, okay so that we had that period in between where we had something to look forward to so you know what to do is just always have little things to look forward to yes oh that's a good idea maybe i'll just keep going on mini honeymoons exactly exactly <laughs> we've got to stay for my mental health get another one booked <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks, Jill. <laughs> Do you know, I'm here to help, Sean. Well, oh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's great to have you here today. And, you know, we've got a couple of great wedding stories today. Um, you can tell somebody's getting married. And yeah. um, the first <laughs> story we're going to start off this week with from this week's Take a Break magazine is uh, I'm 70, 71 marrying my 17-year-old Toy boy? Toy boy, yeah. Oh, my, oh my God. Jill. Jill, you love this one. <laughs> I love it already. Um, Yes, this is about a lady called Almeida and she had just sadly lost her grown-up son and she goes to his funeral and she is grieving when she catches sight of someone across the room. It was a smartly dressed young man who were talking to her daughter-in-law, Lisa. He had kind brown eyes and a warm smile and she thought, hmm, I wonder who that is. So after the cremation, he came over to speak to her and he said, I'm Gary, I'm Lisa's nephew. And then he passed on his condolences, said, I'm so sorry for your loss. And Almeida said, thank you, that's very kind of you. Now, over the next few days, she found herself thinking about Gary often. She was at work in the supermarket, stacking tins of baked beans when she realised she were humming. A colleague noticed it as well. And a colleague said, do you know, Almeida, it's great to see you back to your old self. Almeida had had a tough time of it over the last few years. As well as losing Robert, her son, she'd been widowed a few years earlier. But suddenly now, it felt as if the gloom was lifting and it was all down to meeting Gary. Now Almeida told herself, behave, he's young enough to be your grandson. But a few weeks later, she was on the phone to Lisa when Lisa said, Gary's been asking after you. Now Almeida's heart started thumping in her chest, she went, really? And Lisa said, yes, but you know he's only 17, don't you? Almeida gulped. I mean, she had a grandson older than that. But she said, well, what did Gary say? 
And Lisa said, well, look, he really likes you. If you like, I could introduce you properly. So before Almeida knew what she were doing, she was saying, yes, please. Lisa was as good as a word. She arranged for them to meet at a pizza restaurant. And suddenly, on the day, Almeida were more like a nervous schoolgirl than a grandmother. It were going to be the first time she'd been out with another man for more than 50 years. Now, the moment she walked into the restaurant and clapped eyes on Gary, all the worries just melted away. She thought Gary was absolutely gorgeous. They started chatting and Gary explained that he'd just left school and Almeida talked about her grown-up children and grandkids and a family. They were getting along famously, but there was something troubling her. So she just came out with it. Almeida went, look, I've just turned 71 and you're 17. Am I too old for you? Gary took her hand and she felt a spark. Gary said, age is just a number. Besides, my last girlfriend was 77. Almeida almost choked on a, on a pepperoni pizza. At least she knew then that age weren't going to be an issue. So they finished the dinner and after that they went outside and sat on a bench in the moonlight. They talked some more and then Gary leant towards her. When the lips met and the kiss, she felt a shiver of excitement. She thought, oh, I feel so lucky. Now, after that, the two of them became a couple and she felt brilliant to have such a young and hunky boyfriend and the families were happy for them as well. Gary's mum, Tammy, who was 23 years younger than Almeida, said, well, I think you make a lovely couple. And his gran, Carolyn, got on with Almeida like a house on fire, mainly because they were the same age, but not everybody was pleased for them. Her son Charles really disapproved of their relationship and said, what are you doing with someone like him? He's too young for you. And Almeida thought, well, he's only being protective, but she wasn't about to give Gary up. She said, I'm in love with him and he's in love with me. It's, it's our choice. But Charles, he refused to accept them as a couple. So they stopped talking. Now, a few days later, Almeida got a phone call from Gary and Gary sounded dead serious. He said, I need to talk to you. Now, Almeida's heart sank. She wondered if Charles had spoken to him and if Gary were going to dump her. So she went, what's up? Then Gary said, I know it's only been two weeks, but will you be my wife? <gasps> Almeida gasped. I, I mean, it was all happening at lightning speed, but she knew what her answer was going to be straight away. She said, yes, that'd be amazing. Then Gary said, well, how about next week? Almeida went, what? How on earth are you going to manage that? But he just said, leave everything to me. So six days later, sure enough, they were standing in front of the celebrant and a handful of relatives and having a marriage ceremony. Gary's cousin had lent Almeida her long white wedding dress and he bought the cake and the decorations at the supermarket. Now Almeida says it might have been a quickie wedding, but as they exchanged the vows and exchanged rings, she felt like the luckiest bride alive. They held their reception at Lisa's place and they cut the cake in her kitchen and slow danced around a lounge. Then when the guests had left, Almeida took Gary home and he led her up to the bedroom and they slid between the sheets for the first time. And Almeida says it was absolutely wonderful. And now she can't wait to get her hands on him every day. He lives with her and her daughter and her two grandsons and she says they're like one happy family. He's had Gary and Almeida forever tattooed on his chest 
And, you know, they're just in a in a brilliant place. And people disapprove of a woman in her 70s being with a teenager, obviously. And her son, Charles, is still not talking to her. But Almeida says, well, hopefully he'll come round one day when he sees how happy that how happy she is. But in the meantime, she's young at heart and you can't help who you fall in love with. Well, you certainly can. I'm a little speechless about <laughs> this. <laughs> Sean, I mean, it's it's kind of not conventional, but you know, I mean, I, I've heard of age gaps, but my goodness, that oh. is some age gap, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Do you want to know what Gary says? What does Gary say? We've got a bit from Gary at the end and it says, I've always been attracted to older women because they've got maturity and experience. I met my previous girlfriend on my 16th birthday when she was 77, but I hadn't been happy. When I met Almeida, her blue eyes and a smile captured my heart straight away. She's my dream woman. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, it's... It, I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm quite speechless. I'm quite stunned at that story. But do you know something? It would be lovely in a couple of years' time to get a follow-up story in that, to see, you know, they're still together and still happy. And I really hope they are. I do as well. What What do you think would be your limits, like, age gap-wise? Oh, see, it's really difficult to say because, you know, I have had age gap relationships. Um, kind of, you know, I've, I've been out with... A, older people uh, in the past um, and I've had a couple of slightly younger boyfriends uh, my yeah. husband's two years younger than me um, yeah. but you know it, it, it's everybody you're each to their own really isn't it you can't help who you fall in love with and know, when you do that. fall in love it's age kind of flies out the window doesn't it exactly I mean I could sit here and say oh well I'm I'm 30 so if you know pro probably I don't know, like 50 would be the cut-up. But if George Clooney came walking into the <laughs> studio now, you know, I think I'd have a bit of a change of heart. So you can't you can't say, can you? Well, that's the thing, him being ancient at 52. Is he 52? <laughs> I think he's 52. Oh, I thought we were older yes. than that. Uh, no, I think he's... Well, only... two years then, fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's within the limit. <laughs> My point is void and I shall marry George Clooney. I'm not saying. <laughs> oh, don't let your other half hear you say that. You're oh, seven, yeah, seven weeks away from your wedding, dear. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough time for me to call it off. It's fine. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, listen, we're actually moving on to another wedding story. Yep. I'm obsessed, Jill. Obsessed. You aren't half. <laughs> However, I hope that this does not happen. Um, this is about a woman called Suzanne. And she'd just got engaged to her boyfriend, Chris, and she was thrilled at the thought of getting married. But the only snag was that she weren't happy with her weight. Over the years, it had crept up, and she was a size 16. She wanted to be slimmer for the wedding, so she started dieting and exercising. Now, she planned everything. They chose a hotel in the Lake District and invited 60 guests. Their son Joshua was going to be page boy and the two little girls, Emily and Poppy, would be the flower girls. So then she began the very important task of finding her own gown. She visited a few shops but she didn't find anything that she liked so she went online and started browsing bridal websites. Now one afternoon she was browsing when she came across a gorgeous frilly princess style gown with a sparkly, a sparkly beaded bodice. Now, she bought it straight away, and afterwards she told Chris, I've found my dress, now I just need to lose another stone. Chris rolled his eyes, he went, well, whatever makes you happy, love. 
but it did make her happy. She was a bride on a mission. She bought tablets to suppress her appetite and ramped up her exercise regime. She even used the kids as weights. And it wasn't long before she was admiring a new waist in the mirror. Now, six months before the wedding, she had her dress taken in to fit a new figure. The bodice had a lace-up back, so she knew that if she lost a bit more, she could just pull it tighter and it'd be fine. And by the time the morning of the wedding came round, she'd lost more than two stone. So she unpacked her dress, got ready, and maid of honour Claire helped to slip into the dress. But there was a problem. As they pulled it up over a bust, it kept slipping back down again. And Suzanne said, I can't believe it, it's too big. And Claire went, no, you're too small. You've lost too much weight, Suzanne. Now Suzanne turned to face the mirror and she studied her reflection. Uh, this dream dress that she bought were now two sizes too big and the bodice gaped at the sides. Even when they laced it up as tightly as possible, it was still really baggy. Now, obviously, they didn't have any time to do anything about it, so they did the best to pin it instead. And, I mean, it didn't fit as Suzanne wanted, but part of her were a bit pleased because she thought, that means I've exceeded my weight loss target. So she walked down the aisle towards Chris later on that day in this dress and they exchanged vows. Then they headed to the reception. They had the first dance and then she started on the vodka. And the drinks continued to flow all night. Despite the hiccup with the dress, it was the best day ever. Now afterwards, they returned home and Suzanne resumed life as a busy mum of three kids. She played horses with the kids riding on her back and she used to swing them round and take them up climbing frames. Now she'd lost weight, she'd got so much more energy with them. But then one morning, after she'd dropped the kids off at school, she came over all funny. She started to feel queasy and she had a strange pain in her stomach. She told Chris, I don't, I don't feel very good. She had a bath, but it didn't help. And then she was sick and she went to Chris, something's wrong, something's really wrong. So Chris rang an ambulance. But when it arrived, the paramedics weren't sure what was wrong with her either. They said, oh, it, it might be a burst appendix. They gave her a couple of painkillers, but they didn't even touch the sides. Instead, the pain just continued until a baby popped out. Now, Suzanne let out a scream, and all she could do was point down to the trousers she was wearing to say, look what's just happened. Her mouth was just open in shock. And it took her a second to realise that the baby was hers. She went, is it, is it okay? And a paramedic picked it up. The other paramedic had briefly left the room. They returned, stared at the baby and said, where the heck did that come from? She turned to Chris, his face had gone drip white. And the paramedic holding the baby just said, it's a girl, congratulations. There were just a shocked silence that had descended on the bedroom and she couldn't take in what had just happened. She'd given birth without even knowing that she were pregnant. But she thought, how could I not have known? So she cast her mind back over the last few months and she'd been having periods and instead of gaining weight and a bump, she'd lost two stone. You know, she'd drunk alcohol, she'd had all that vodka at wedding and she'd been exercising like a maniac. So then she worked out that she must have been six months gone on the wedding day when a dress were too big for her. So anyway, they went straight to hospital, got checked over. Mum and baby were fine. They named the child Leora 
and then they returned home. Now, the kids that they already had took meeting their new little sister in the stride, but it wasn't the same with the adults. <laughs> she sent one friend a photo of her new daughter and wrote, look what I bought on Amazon. And a friend said, is that a reborn doll? And when Suzanne told it were a baby, she were at the door in a flash. But Leora is now seven months old. You know, <laughs> they've just about got over the shock. Suzanne says she thought that the run-up to getting married was stressful, but she didn't realise that things were about to get even crazier. Is that not just the most amazing story? I mean, you hear about these kind of pregnancies where, where you know, I think it's something to do with the baby sort of grows to the back yeah. um, rather than out the front. Um, so, you know, th- th- there are women that, that suddenly get this terrible pain and then uh, give birth. And it's it's all kind of very, very unexpected. But gosh, you're right, Shan, you don't want that happening on your wedding day. I mean, that, no. that would be a, a, a massive <laughs> wedding surprise. I mean, we want that to happen at some stage, but not but on your not wedding on day. not on the wedding no. day, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, usually, with the stories where they do have surprise babies, you say, well, did you put weight on? They go, well, yeah, a bit, but I thought it was this. But this woman was just losing stone after stone. Do you know something? It'd be, you know, if that's the way it went, it'd be great to get pregnant. It would be like Cindy Crawford at the end of it. I'll do it now. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Listen, a couple of fantastic stories from this week's Take a Break magazine. Thank you so much, Sean, for taking us through it. And uh, we've still got seven weeks before the wedding, so I absolutely insist we speak to you again before your actual nuptials. But uh, yes. in the meantime, enjoy the wedding planning. And uh, we shall speak to you again very, very soon. If anybody wants to get the current issue, it is out now, so please do go out and get it. But if you can't, then you can take a look at the fully accessible website. Have you got the web address? Yep, it's www.takeabreak.co.uk. Shan Gregory, feature writer from Take a Break magazine, thank you so much for joining us here on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you.